Hello, America, and welcome to the program. Uh, I, um, I want to talk to you about the lesson I learned uh, with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. The argument was at the very beginning, he did it. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. And then it changed once we found out that he did do it. Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. This happens all the time. And it's why these news stories are are just drug out for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months. Because you get so tired of it. And you get so used to the idea that, yeah, maybe he did it, that it doesn't matter anymore. Now, I think these things do matter. But you have to decide whether or not they matter. And on this particular issue with President Trump and Vice President Joe Biden, you have to decide, does it matter? Because they both did the same thing. Now, let me make this case. What did Joe Biden do? What the press is saying that he did. Now, they're not getting into any of his stuff with his son, which to me is the real problem. But what they're saying that Joe Biden did was he went over to the Ukraine. He and the president feared corruption. And so he withheld money. And he said, unless you do this, you're not getting any of our money because we think there's corruption here. And so you have to fire the special prosecutor. That's what he did. And the press says there's no problem with that. And the reason why the press says there's no problem is because we feared corruption. And should we be giving our money to a corrupt government? Now, here's what Donald Trump did, according to the press. Um, and that's not exactly fair to Donald Trump because they're not saying in really much of this. Uh, but let me give you a fair account of what Donald Trump, if I'm going to take Joe Biden at his word, because that's what Joe Biden said, I got to take Donald Trump at his word at this point, And this is what he said. He said, there's a new president. He doesn't know if he is pro-Putin or pro-Ukraine, you know, pro-West. Um, they fear corruption. And so he holds money back and says, I want you to investigate this because we fear that there was American corruption going on. And this guy was fired because America was corrupt and in bed with your last president. We need to know if that's true. So what is the difference there? They're both fearing corruption. They both take it on the administration, both times, takes it on themselves. The difference is, is that one person is running for president and is the candidate against the, uh, the administration. Okay? So now you have that. Hmm. So what you're accusing then... Donald Trump of doing is going to a foreign power and saying, can you dig up dirt on my opponent? 
And that's an impeachable offense. That's the worst thing that's been done. But isn't that exactly like what Hillary Clinton did with Fusion GPS just through a mediary? They went to Fusion GPS and said, dig up dirt. And Fusion GPS went to a foreign spy who went to the Russians and dug up dirt on Donald Trump. So isn't that the same exact thing, except you're washing your hands? You're washing your hands because you're going through Fusion GPS. Well, I didn't know. Of course you did. Of course you knew. And they took that a step further. They then took that dossier, which was all unproven allegations, and then back-channeled it to the Justice Department. And the Justice Department started an investigation, which we now know had no basis. You see, this is the problem with this. The press and the left have already decided that these things don't matter. The right has been saying it does matter. In fact, we've been saying this since before 2008. But 2008 is a great place to stop. What was the campaign slogan for Barack Obama? It was hope and change. Well, hope for what? Hope for a more peaceful, united union that had a government that was transparent and was doing the right things in the name of the people. That's what the hope and change was that we all voted for. It was bigger than Barack Obama, just like race was bigger than Barack Obama. It wasn't that we elected Barack Obama because he was black. But there was something bigger than Barack Obama, and that was racism in America. We are not the people we used to be. So it was this ideal that was held up. Here's a black man that can bring us hope and change. That's great. But that's not what we got. We got more division. More lies. And a press that wouldn't look into anything a press that said oh it's the most ethical presidency of all time they were using the irs to take down his opponents what is the difference between that and what joe biden did or what donald trump did what's the difference if one is abuse of power they all are abuse of power This is why Donald Trump was elected. Donald Trump was elected because the people know he's full of crap a lot of times. They know that he is a big businessman. He's a wheeler and dealer. Why would you want that guy as president? Because he has the balls to stand up and say, shut up. And that's where America is. And America is at that point on both sides of the aisle. You see, what's happened here are there the game players on both sides. And the media, 
in both conservative media and liberal media, they each have their game players. Some are trying to do the right thing. They're few and far between. Most of the media has just chosen a side. I am for the D's or I am for the R's. But Americans are saying, I'm not for either of you guys. I have hope that real change will come. I want our government to do the right thing. I don't care. If this is wrong, then all of them should go to jail. If what Donald Trump did is wrong, then Joe Biden should go to jail. And Barack Obama should go to jail. See, what's happened is we're a banana republic. And a banana republic chooses when to enforce the law. Yesterday, uh, Donald Trump said he had gutted the Johnson Amendment. And he had. He has. But here's how. He didn't change the law. He can change the law. But what he can do is instruct the Justice Department not to enforce the law. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that the problem that we have with sanctuary cities? You can't decide not to enforce the law. That's the problem. If it's a bad law, remove the law. If it is a law, enforce it. Why are we having so many problems with guns? Because we're not enforcing the law. Why are we arguing about who should be president and who's going to be a stronger president to get the other side to shut up? We're having that argument because we're not enforcing the law. I'm going to go deeper into this in hour number three, and I want to show you what's coming because of it and what you can do to change it. The problem is there's no one articulating What's really going on? I'll try to articulate it for you so you can articulate it to your friends because people are feeling alone. And that is a real problem on multiple fronts. We'll go more into it here in just a second. And hour number three. Also... I'll write you there. What do I have wrong here, Pat? Uh, everything. Yeah, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah, everything. I didn't believe a word you're saying. Really? No, nah, not a word of it. Wow. Yeah. I you thought, really screwed up this time. Huh. I think it's over. Really? I think it's, My career <laughs> I think it's over. is yeah, everything. Yes. I think wow. what we need to do is impeach you from this position <laughs> right. and put you to death. Right. Uh, okay. Which is what is actually being proposed. Yeah, well. By Bill Weld. Bill Weld. I, I, the guy we just unbelievable Bill Weld, I am convinced, is the reason why we have to have the little sticker on the lawnmower that says "Do not stick hand under lawnmower <laughs> while." That's operating. exactly right. Don't mow your roof. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I won't. You sure? He's the guy. I think we need it. He's he is actually now saying that Donald Trump should be executed for treason. To me, 
that's almost enough to send the Secret Service over to knock on his door and at least make sure he's not completely crazy and sending out minions or something. Because that's just crazy talk. It's just crazy. Why? Why is it crazy? We, we, first of all, we don't even know what was said. We, if we had a Execution. transcript, execution. <laughs> I mean, maybe could you at least wait and let's let's at least hear the phone call? And what, what do is, you think of that? And is that treason? <laughs> If is he, that if treason? He did, no, I don't think it's treason No, at it's all. not treason. No, it's not treason. I think the worst you can get him for if, if he did this is election tampering, right? Because he's, he's trying to mess with the election with a foreign I power. think you could make a case. I think you, you could. Maybe you make that case. I don't think that's what happened even. I, no, I, don't think I, I think, that. let's just say it did happen. Let's okay. just say it did happen. Yes. You're President Trump. Mm-hmm. Do you trust the intelligence community? No, I don't. Do you trust the judiciary? No. Do you just trust Congress? No, I certainly don't. Do you don't. trust the Justice Department? Nope. Okay, so who do you go to? Uh-huh. Who do you go to? And that's been the thing with him. Right. He's got very few people that he even trusts or can, or can count on. And can I tell you something? He's right He's to right. feel that way. Yeah, he is. You, you, do you go to the media? That's been proven over and over and over again. Right. When people leave his administration, they there, turn on him. There is no one that you can go to as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the, the new president and says, look, I think there's corruption there. My press won't investigate it. The Justice Department is corrupt on investigating stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust our intelligence That would all community. make sense if this is how it happened. Yes. Now, he says he didn't ask for any dirt on Biden, though. He said, I didn't ask for any dirt on him. I don't believe that. Don't you? Mm-mm. Now, no. he could have put it in a way to where he could, there's some wiggle room. He's not subtle. I know, that's true. He's not subtle. True. That, is, that is true. Right, and I could see him. This is, how, <laughs> this is how I could see it going down. Hey, Boris. My name's not Boris. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Boris. Uh, it's Voldemort or something, <laughs> whatever, right? Whatever. Yeah. You're all people are alike. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, we've been worried about corruption in your country for a very long time. Uh, Obama was concerned about corruption. I don't really know who you are. Now, my people say that you're good. Um, and you you lean towards the West, and that's good. We need a strong partner. Now, listen, I got all this money sitting over here, mm-hmm. and I am concerned about corruption. And quite honestly, now, I don't think he did this because this is too... I don't want to say smart. No, too smart. <laughs> he could say... Quite honestly, the corruption that I'm worried about is the corruption that was coming from the United States because Mm -hmm. we withheld one point eight billion dollars from you because of something with Burisma. And that one point eight billion dollars disappeared in the bank we put it in. And that bank was run by an oligarch. Now He doesn't talk like this, but he could have said something of this nature. No, but he maybe. Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe. But this is what he should have said. Uh, it was run by an oligarch. We put that money in there. That money just disappeared. That mm-hmm. oligarch is also the guy who runs Burisma, yeah. who our vice president has his son who has no experience in in oil and gas, mm-hmm. was on the board of directors. That money went to that oligarch, and oh, by the way, at the same time, that oligarch, who has been banned from entry in the United States for years, it was, it was overturned or rescinded. At the same time, he took $1.8 billion from the United States. 
his status in the United States was rescinded and he was allowed to come to the United States. We want to know why. And I want an investigation because I got this Mm. money and I want to know what happened to the last $1.8 billion. That's absolutely easy to do and right to do. I think Donald Trump didn't think of it that way, but I think he knows of the story of Joe Biden and could have just said, and I want an investigation on Joe Biden and his business dealings there. Meaning the same thing. Right. right. That could it could have happened. And is that a big is that a an impeachable offense if he did? I don't think so. This is happening because the press won't do the work. Yeah. The press won't look into these business dealings with a real critical impartial eye. That's why this is happening. <laughs> Once people stop doing their job, mm-hmm. chaos ensues and it gets worse and worse. You're listening to Glenn. Max Lucado is uh, is with us on the phone now. Max Lucado is a is a New York Times bestselling author, but we're not going to hold that against him. Uh, he is a uh, pastor and a good friend of the program and somebody who makes uh, millions of people. Uh, he helps them, I should say, find their happiness. And he has a new book out called How Happiness Happens. Finding lasting joy in a world of comparison, disappointment, and unmet expectations. This is the problem with the world. When you look at the stats, people are not happy and they're not finding happiness uh, because they're looking for it in all the wrong places. Max Lucado, welcome to the program. Boy, you're really kind to have me on. It's, no. uh, it's a treat to talk to you. I, I thank you, Max. And yesterday you were supposed to be on. You even traveled all the way up here and we had a uh, an issue. And so I owe you no big worries. time. Thank you. No worries. All right. Yeah. So, so Max, um, tell me the problem first as if we don't know it. But you, you lay out some stats. Yeah, on- it, it's it's fascinating, Glenn. I'd be curious your if you're if you're surprised as I was when I read that only one in three Americans surveyed indicated that uh, they consider themselves to be happy, I, th- I think it, had you pressed me on that one, I I would have thought, oh, I don't know, maybe three out of four are happy, even fifty fifty percent, but uh, only one in three Americans have enough happiness to generate the. Wherewithal to check the yes on the happiness box. But I think that goes to uh, our suicide rate going through the roof. I mean, depression rate. Yeah. And you you see the you know, you see what's happening on social media. We are we are living in a world of comparisons and it's not healthy. It's not good. Yeah. and, And comparison uh, which is this age-old problem, right? We always compare ourselves with others. Um, you know, even the Ten Commandments has a lot to say about coveting what your neighbor has, or mm-hmm. or to whom your neighbor is married, and uh, or it, what your all... God, even what your God is. Exactly, exactly. Comparison either creates feelings of superiority or inferiority, neither one of which are healthy, and uh, so it's it's a 
and, and yet it just seems like in the, this last generation, it's really taking its toll on us. I will tell you, Max, that I have uh, personal testimony uh, on this. I mean, I'm a guy who has gone through 20 years of, of you know, having it all as what the world says is great and, uh, and being miserable in it and finding real happiness at my home and with my children and in the quiet times. Uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't even compare to anything uh, that the world can give you. And that discovery has come as a result of um, some influence of others or just personal discovery? How how would you say that? How, uh, how did you realize that? Uh, personal discovery uh, and, and finding, you know, more and more every day that what I think I should be doing or what I think is mm-hmm. important is empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, just discovering that the more time I spent with my family, the more time I spent with mm-hmm. my children, the happier I was to the mm-hmm. point to where I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> what a healthy addiction. Yeah, that is. it is. It is. It is. <laughs> I've got an interesting philosophy. At least I think it's interesting. I've got a philosophy. I'll let others determine <laughs> if it's interesting or not. But, uh, but you know, I grew up in the television generation. Here I am with the Medicaid, Medicare application on my desk. So I'm, mm. I'm about to be 65. So I grew up in the TV generation. My kids grew up in the Internet generation. And now people are growing up in the social media generation. And so people, especially ch- uh, teenagers, are getting a triple whammy of uh, – of the advertising initiative that has uh, besieged our generation, unlike any other in the history of the world, right? I mean, no one has ever had so many people with such sophisticated strategies tell them that they are unhappy, which is at the core of every good advertising campaign. You've Mm -hmm. got to convince me I'm unhappy in the hope that I will, uh, Buy this to make us happy and and make me happy. Mm -hmm. And then that doesn't work. And so Mm -hmm. the whole cycle, uh, you know, it repeats itself. And I've wondered, you know, this this just terrible epidemic of suicide, just terrible, increasing uh, rates of depression, which is projected to be second only to heart disease as the leading illness uh, within the next, you know, maybe the next five years. Uh, I've wondered how much of that can be attributed to this uh, this 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 uh, fuselage of uh, advertisements that that are existing to help me think I'm uh, that happiness comes from what I can acquire mm-hmm. or when I can retire, mm-hmm. and and how much happier we would be if we could make the discovery uh, that you have made, and that is that happiness happens not. When you have something more, but when you appreciate what you already have, yes, and when you make other people happy, yes. So, what is the what is the key? How, how yeah. do you how do you set people on this discovery? Well, thanks for asking. By the way, again, thanks for letting me on the program. Uh, you know, I, I think I think that one of the you know, there's so many uh, countercultural uh, passages in the Bible, but one that really speaks to this issue. Is, is when Jesus said, it is better to give than receive. And, and, and really, that, <clears throat> that Greek term there, it is better to give, it is better, it's more blessed to give, is the word from which we get the word happiness. 
In other words, happiness will happen when you give happiness to others. So in, in the book, I, I unpack the, uh, the passages in the Bible that we call one another verses, like uh, encourage one another, teach one another, admonish one another, greet one another, forgive one another. There's 59 of them. There's not, don't worry, there's not 59 chapters in the book. That wouldn't make anyone happy. But I reduced them down to 10, and I just challenge people, uh, try this out. You'll find that real happiness happens when you make other people happy. And here's, a, here's just a little person interpersonal relationship 101 book on how the Bible teaches us to, to, uh, to do good for other people. So um, one of the problems that we have, I think, um, is accented by your solution, and that is there isn't a lot of togetherness right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, we, we are so separated into groups that it's getting down to individuals now to where we don't think we have anything in common, or we are so desperate for a team that will sell our soul for that team. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're really hitting the nail on the head here. And and I don't quite know how we got to this point. Um, But it's it's like a it's like our civilization is a collection of islands and uh, and and they're tiny islands in this archipelago that we call humanity, and we have to each get on our own little tiny tiny island, and it, and and the islands are defined by what we uh, the 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 opinions that we have, and rather than agree dis, to to disagree agreeably, um, we we disagree disagreeably yeah. and we isolate we cluster and, we're, and and it's getting smaller and smaller i find this even in like right now i'm on a book tour okay and i'm traveling around talking to people and we'll post that i'm going to be on such and such program or i'll tell somebody i'm going to be on such and such program i'm surprised how much pushback people give Yeah, but don't you know that show, that guy or that lady, they promote da-da-da. And I say, I don't care. I mean, we're not going to talk about that. And whether or not they do, is can't we find common ground? We're all human beings. (laughs) We breathe the same air. Uh, We're made by the same God. We we may have different opinions, but we've got to find a way to, to be, I don't know, more civil. Right? So, Max, I, I'm so glad to hear you um, say that. This is something that uh, I've really been working uh, towards for a while and felt very, very alone five years ago. And I am finding more and more people that, as you say, those islands are getting smaller and smaller. People are jumping off those islands and they're swimming to a mainland. And that, <laughs> that mainland is unrecognized so far by the majority of society. Um, but they are, they're jumping off of those islands and they're swimming towards a mainland where other people who they don't agree with are just standing there going, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And that's growing. And if we can, do you think so? I do. I do. You don't. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. It's very distasteful life on those tiny islands. (laughs) It is. It is. And I, I contend, I kind of made a point here recently, just in the last few minutes about, politics and i'm going to go into it um you know uh, later on in the program that 
what we're talking now with politics, we're not even talking about the real people. Yes, we yep. are we are fighting over ideas and mm-hmm. we don't we're without even stating them. And I contend that there is enough people in the country that if someone would come and say, look, here's the idea. We all leave each other alone and we just be cool with one another and we yep. stop all this fighting. That person would win. I agree. And, and you know what I think? I think the byproduct would be we could have some healthy discussions, maybe reach some solutions on these. Everybody wants the immigration issue to be resolved, right? Yeah. These are human beings. Peacefully. Yeah. Peacefully and, and, and equitably for everybody. Exactly. And, and there's got to be a solution. Uh, everybody wants, I don't know, health care. Everybody wants that to be figured out. But since we can't seem to discuss it in a civil manner, the possibility of a uh, maybe I'm just being naive, Glenn, but you know, I've been a pastor for 40 years. And, and in some ways, being a pastor is good training in, in human nature. I, sometimes we've succeeded, but uh, I'm sorry, sometimes we have not succeeded. But most of the time, I think we have in our little church there in San Antonio, Texas. We found a way to disagree agreeably and, and mm-hmm. just keep chugging along together. Mm-hmm. We agreed that the big things are, you know, a good God and a, and a loving Savior. We're going to agree on that. And we're going to agree to disagree on these smaller issues. And and it's just kind of, we got to do stuff like that to, to reach a, a consensus and move forward. The name of the book is How Happiness Happens, Max Lucado. Max was scheduled to be on with a uh, a uh, podcast with me where we could spend 90 minutes and really talk. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I know you already, we've, we dissed you yesterday, but oh, I would love to have you, um, if you have time in your schedule to come back and uh, make that, um, um, a part of, uh, that a part would be of your, great. your That'd schedule. Be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think it's always a treat to talk to you though, in any, in any format. Well, Max, uh, if you can't do that, I'd love to have you back on radio again, uh, and talk to you because I think that you are, you're on the right track. People are hungry for it. They don't know how to find it anymore. And I think 2020 is going to be a, uh, even a harder, year to find the truth and to find happiness yes sir thank you so much okay thank you all the best to you You max lucado how happiness happens it's available in bookstores everywhere by the way coming up another author uh, who i can't wait to talk to him about this trump thing bill o'reilly his book comes out today so bill o'reilly is going to be spending about 20 minutes with us is coming up in just a minute I can't speak highly enough about Max Lucado. He is just such a good guy, and uh, and really, um, and really has things pegged. I don't know about it. You know, I can't judge him personally, uh, but uh, the things that he has uh, come across, I think, are, are right. And this, you know, how happiness happens. We are in a real um, trouble time and troubled period, and I have to tell you. Um, you know, when I was up at Fox, uh, I worked all the time. I mean, we had a, we had a, <laughs> Pat, what is that? Yeah. 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 We, well, we, I mean, it was 16, 17 hours a day, every day. Easy, easy. Yeah. We, uh, 
We'd go to work in the dark, and we'd come home way, in the dark. Way, way past, after dark. Way after dark. Yeah. Uh, and it was hard work, fulfilling work, but... And fun. But and hard. fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't find anything lasting happiness in it. No. Uh, and I have spent... Um, I have spent the last five to eight years uh, at home with the family, and and in the last eight months, really dedicated because we had some issues with uh, some of the kids, and and really dedicated myself to being there, being really being there. The joy that comes from children and the family. I see what's happening with global warming in these kids who are promising never to have children. Oh, man. And I think to myself, yeah, somebody has stolen your future, but it's not who you think it is. You're listening to Glenn Beck.